eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That was a little loud. Good evening, and welcome to the Blowhole on Finsider Radio. The season is over. Um, Finkel and Einhorn never showed up. Big surprise there. Um, I am joined tonight once again by my co-host, Rob Cast. You have James Radio leading the charge this evening. Lots to talk about, a season in retrospect. Um, some big, big news that just dropped right before um, we're recording. Um, we're going to have a special guest on tonight to uh, to discuss said news. Um, but first, I know it's been a little while since we talked. It's a uh, it's a new year. The Dolphins' season came to a re- re- really bad ending uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, there was a pretty good wild card weekend. We can recap that and talk about the upcoming playoff games as well. Um, but uh, first, let's let's welcome in Rob. Happy Happy New Year, Rob. I know you're a little under the weather. You're not going to be. You're making me drink alone tonight. How's it going? G A S E Gaze Gaze Gaze. Oh, there's some lovely headlines that we're gonna be covering in a minute, but uh, I am finally uh succumbed to the funk flu that has been uh going across the country. So you'll hear me hacking and coughing uh off mic, but we don't have one of those fancy little buttons, so you'll get to hear it in all its disgusting glory. Excellent. James, you will get to see it because we're seated across from each other. That's good. The good news is I've already been sick, so when you're coughing on me, my um my antibodies will reject yeah, whatever um, you're putting into I, my I was system. Like, hey, I know you're sick, but you should come out and watch that dolphin game and then we hung out and then I got sick. Oh, are you blaming it on me? Yeah, why not? I mean, everybody's had it, but I'll blame you. It could be. It could be. It could have been my fault. But yeah, that was a, that was a lovely Sunday. Um, that was that was was that after New Year's or was it before New Year's? I don't remember. I think it was before. before. I don't know. How was your New Year's Eve? Let's talk about that first. Oh, that was good. I yeah, had me some fun. Oh, I had way too much fun. That really made the sickness even worse. But no, that's yeah, I did some stupid things. You always do. 
I do, I do, I really do. But yeah, but then uh, then I got on a Z pack and knocked it all out. So now I'm feeling, yeah, I'm feeling, I'm tip top. I'm well, not tip top, but I'm I'm close, close to 100. percent I'm a uh, rock bottom. Awesome. I'm, I'm like the Dolphins. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So. Speaking of the Miami Dolphins, so that game uh, in Buffalo to end the season was uh, kind of what we figured was going to happen. I was a little surprised by um, the Gase firing, but I think there were some more things that went into that, and we can talk a little bit more about it. Obviously, it's it's old news now at this point, and it's settled in, and, and I'm pretty okay with it. Do you have anything you want to talk about the uh, the Buffalo game and, and how poorly the Dolphins played and how bad Ryan Tannehill was? I just have uh, one question. Who's the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills? His name is Josh Allen, like His Fight name Club. Is Josh <laughs> Allen. Yeah, but that's uh, I don't know. I'm not I mean, he only, he only, not terribly worried about him. He, he threw a fantastic three. pick six in that game, which uh, was it was. Good. It he's, was well, he's good for that, but he also ran for two and threw for three. I mean, he had I we didn't even watch the second half of the game. I mean, we had or we started the second half, but we left pretty pretty soon after there. So. I I'm it just went got worse. The um yeah, so one of the things I, I saw the the lowest there were some uh the lowest rated quarterbacks uh in the league this year. The the four bottom ones were Josh Josh Rosen and, and these are um QBR. I yeah, I think it was QBR from or it was PFFs, whatever their quarterback rating is, and I think it's based off like a like a yard per something thing. But the worst were Josh Rosen was the worst Josh Allen was the second worst, Sam Darnold was the third worst, and Ryan Tannehill was the fourth worst. So those are the four worst quarterbacks in the NFL, according to PFF. And we didn't give up a first round. We didn't spend a first round pick on him for for years ago. I know. None, none this last year. I know. Right, 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 right. But I mean, we. I just, just saying. Like, I mean, and the 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 book is still out on all these guys. I, I really, I, I don't think. Allen or Darnold are, are going to be guys that we need to worry about. I think Rosen's garbage as well. Um, I don't. We were getting the Dolphins were were murdered last year for not taking one of, or not trading up to get one of those guys in the draft. And I mean, I, they wouldn't have been able to get Darnold because of how high up he was. But the other two, I I I, I don't know. I, I'm okay with them doing what they did this year and seeing what they could, seeing what what would happen, and and then Gase going out in a, in a blaze of glory the way it, it worked, and and we got our answers. This that is, is not a blaze of glory. He went out in a of mediocrity. I guess, yeah. Well, I mean, did you did you hear? I guess there was uh, a, towards the end of the year there was a, um, a. These are some of the things that came out after the firing. Um, I guess some heated exchanges with him and Ross, where he was he was telling Ross that he knows doesn't know anything or doesn't know uh, something about him knowing way more about football than Ross does, and he needs to shut his effing mouth or something like that. That was that that came out and like it was like a closed door meeting or. So I think there was more to it than just I'm sure they were not happy with the performance on the field. I think there was some uh, some personal issues going on there as well, some frustration bubbling over. Well, yeah, and he's probably like, I don't want to coach here anymore. I don't. Yeah, I think he didn't want to be here either. So um, and he probably does know more than Ross about football. I would hope he does. I mean, he's yeah. Ross hires people to have known more than him. Right. I just. I think the in the end, I think what ended up you know costing him was his his unwavering loyalty to Ryan Tannehill and and just the the sad state of the offense and watching him diddle plays on the sidelines well you know instead of jumping in in huddles to try and rally the troops and it just you know not capable of making in-game adjustments sticking to his terrible schemes that weren't working and I know there was a lot of injuries but but man 
there was almost, there was just no imagination towards the end of the year. Um, you know, those last three games were pathetic. So, and that, and that could have been the, you know, players quitting on the team and on the coach and on the, and on the roster. Right. Which we didn't think was going to happen. We thought that they, you know, we thought they'd rally behind Gase, but it seemed, you know, cause from what, it, for the, for the first three years, it seemed like, I mean, you know, up until those la- that last month of this season, it seemed like well, the players then, liked it. And there were the, the reports after the firing that a lot of players that then they came out and said those weren't true or taken out of context, but, but it did seem like there was a good little bit of a, uh, Glad you know. Don't let the door hit you on the ass from like, from like Stills and Drake and, and some of those guys. Yeah, I'm. Well, I'm sure Drake and, and Parker have nothing. I, I mean, I don't know if Parker's going to be back, but I don't know. It's. I mean, here we are, and now we're we're getting ready to completely blow the whole thing up once again. So yay! Well, we just need a quarterback and an offensive line. That's yeah. Well, not a whole offensive line. Just a, the middle. Just the interior. I'll take a whole one, even just for depth. I'll, I'll I'll let the outside be depth. Fair enough. Um, yeah, but I mean, there there still are some pieces on this team. I don't know. You want to talk about the coaches before we talk about the the, um, the quarterback? I, I mean, I think the uh, I think the coaches the coach is obviously going to be the first thing they try and they try and fill. So, well, it seems like um... it's either going to be Richard, the defensive backs coach from the Dallas Cowboys, or there's going to be a mystery candidate, which I kind of have a feeling like there's somebody. And it's not even really much of a well, mystery. I think they're gonna. We talked about this off the air a little bit. I think we think they're they're gonna make a play for one of the Harbaugh's. I just don't know which one. So I mean, there's there's still talk. There's still talk about Darren Rizzi that they're actually supposed to interview. Him. They interviewed him today. I thought. Was it? I think it was scheduled for Friday. Is it for Friday? Okay. For Friday, but that seems like kind of late. Like, hey, yeah, we'll give you an interview. You know, in a couple weeks. Right <laughs> after we've made our decision. But. I mean, I know the players love him and all, but I mean, I, I've been going so back and forth on this head coach thing, like because you look at you look at, we'll get into this later, but you look at like the ones that are successful and the ones that aren't successful, and there's so many variables. It's the same as saying it, you know, it's very similar to like blaming or giving all the credit to a quarterback. Oh yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, there are a million variables. There are so many variables from their owner to the team they inherit to their coordinators and the players and and whatever but i mean obviously they're important but they, there's only so much they can do um so i'm trying to figure out like 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 uh the, the uh eric the enemy from uh the, the chiefs. from the chiefs like, i don't want a guy who's was the offensive coordinator for one year and had mahomes land on his lap and and they blew up the league like I don't think he's going somewhere and 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 turning that quarterback into Mahomes. Like, and maybe that guy will be a great head coach one day. But I'm like, no, that's not enough. That's that's looking at one. That's looking at at Mahomes and thinking you can get that by hiring the guy who worked with him for one year. I the Chiefs assistant coaches that have gone on. So Peterson was one. He went to the to the Eagles, and he's had a, a lot of success. Uh, Nagy was Nagy was the other one that's now in Chicago, and now Beanie's the 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 one the next one to follow. So, but they were there a little longer. Well, Nagy Nagy wasn't. I mean, Nagy replaced Peterson, and then oh. he was yeah, you know, and then he was, and then he went on to the Bears. So, um, yeah, so Beanie is the next one up, and I. I I don't know. I'm not. I'm not stoked about. I'm not psyched about if they hire Beanie. That's I'm, honestly, I'm not psyched about any of this. The the 
the one that would be the most exciting for me, I guess, would be would be Jim Harbaugh, I guess. I think he probably has the they wouldn't have to give up a draft pick to get him, and I think he's probably the best coach, but he's probably not available. So And he's also but he's also like the NFL was a totally different league when he was there. I mean, he was one of the ones that, that kind of trailblazed with the Kaepernick offense and then the things he was doing. Like so I mean I I I think he could I think he could step in and be fine. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have a problem with him being the guy i just i i'm i don't know i'm not sold that he's the one no me i'm just saying of what is potentially out there because he's i mean it seems like he's not really available but if of anybody and you know and this is again just is just like the for like blue sky like best case scenario like i, I think he would be the best one and i don't think now, he's is Flora still in the picture the... oh that's true i have that yeah i guess they they did like him on my list of people to Oh, I don't want Patriots assistance. Yeah, definitely not. Flores, he's not even technically the defensive coordinator. He's like an assistant coach, right? And he's kind of the defensive coordinator, but I think Belichick is the defensive coordinator there. Right, yeah. I don't want another – I don't want a Patriots defensive coordinator, definitely. Just to to go over the list, there was – I mean, it's funny. I made this list so long ago. Uh, Mike Munchak – withdrew he didn't he didn't interview yeah in an interview he said i didn't want to do it he's the offensive line coach for pittsburgh correct and then the dolphins were all set to hire to interview uh vic fangio but then they decided they didn't want to interview him they didn't want to interview him yeah he was just he's hired by the the broncos correct yep and uh what happened was oh munchak was the other finalist for that for the Broncos. correct yep so he's not he didn't get hired um, Rizzy, obviously, they talked about, and then yeah, so and uh, oh, what happened with Dennis Allen? Oh, yeah, nothing. I don't know. That, 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 no, I know, but yeah, right, 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 right. They, they did interview him, but they interviewed him. I'm, I'm fine that with them not jumping on somebody. I have a feeling they're waiting to see if, if. Were you surprised Campbell's name didn't come up? Like that was one thing that I like. I thought when they were when they were saying they were going to New Orleans, like I was like, oh, Campbell, and then they were like Dennis yeah. Allen, and I was like, really? Like he, maybe that's that a smokescreen. Did interview with, with one or two teams, didn't he? His name was sort of brought up, but not with a. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't think they're trying to go back to the well at all on any. I don't think that's really going back to the well. I mean, Ross really liked him. I mean, he didn't the, like the team liked him. I mean, the players seem to really like. Him. I don't think there's many left from that from that team. But at the same time, like I, I liked him a lot. Like I liked you know his his pedigree and and where he came from and you know, I, I liked the personality. The players seemed to rally around him. I think that that's kind of, you know. He wasn't one of the. Are you gonna be okay over there? Oh uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fighting off his sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, Campbell for the and he wasn't one of those guys like Gase where he you know felt like he was the smartest guy in the room and knows every knows so much more than everybody. Like Campbell, just like you know, he seemed to hold players accountable, which Gase did, which is one of Gase's strong suits. But he also. Um, you know, he, he was fiery. Like he's like, he seemed like the leader, like a leader of men, you know, and he's young and dynamic. And I, I'm just, I'm surprised. Like, honestly, I, I mean, he was the runner up in the, in the, the Gase year. Like if it wasn't for Gase, they would have, they most likely would have hired Campbell and he's still available. Right. So I don't know. Okay. So. Dennis, Dennis. I mean, there's been no buzz on Dennis Allen since. No, the- I'm. It's Dennis Allen. That uh, so, that felt like that felt like a smokescreen to me. Like I felt like they were really going there to interview Campbell. So okay, so 
there's really two outside of the Harbaugh's or the or the mystery candidates. It's really just there's two possibilities. Richard and Flores. Um, well, and I'm I'm leaving I'm leaving Rizzy in there. Oh, Rizzy. Yeah, I keep forgetting about Rizzy. I I would honestly like. I mean, I I have Rizzy higher than Flores for sure. Personally. Yeah. Not. Um. Well, there's. What do you think they're gonna do? I have him higher than Dennis Allen, also. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm, I have him neck and neck with Richard. I'm not like, yeah, I, like I'm not stoked about either one of those guys. Right. But I could I, I just, you know what it is? I talk myself into it. I do the stupid fan thing. Just like I did just three weeks ago. If you told me Gase wasn't going to be the coach and he'd be coaching the Jets, I'd be furious because I still wanted to believe in him because he was our coach. And I'm like, this is going to work. Sure. He's going to make Yeah. It. Now it's hysterical. And now I think it's amazing. Yeah. Because I'm. Um, I'm knee jerking. I'm just all around just being a jerk, jerking. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, and I'm over and I'm overreactive and I'm and I'm that ridiculously optimistic pessimist. Like I'm 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 got mood swings, man. I got mood swings. Yeah. I need hormones. So Campbell's the only one of them that has that's an offensive guy, and he's not. I, I mean, he's not like an offensive coordinator or an offensive guru or anything, but he is an offensive coach. You want my hot take? Yeah, I got a hot take. And he's not. I keep saying his name, and he's not even in the running. I don't know why I keep mentioning him. Yeah. Okay. Two hot takes. One. Yeah. Stop talking about the guy who's not. Who's Fair not enough. Yeah. Job. Two. I know this is an offensive league and offense rules. I don't care if my head coach is offensive or defensive minded. One, the problem with an offensive minded coach like Gase, he won't get out of the damn way and let the coordinator do his job, and then focus on head coaching things. There's there's a lot of babysitting and and psychology job oh agreed coach agreed and i would rather the guy who could who knows how to talk to players and get players going and can delegate to a good coordinator then obviously he's got to be good at something right i'm fine if it's rizzy like i don't need an offensive genius as my head coach i want my offensive genius to be the offensive coordinator well let's look at let's look at the guys that are still alive in the afc coaches you got you got frank reich offensive what like you know kind of the same the same jib of all those other guys. Uh, Andy Reid, who's an offensive coach, but lets his coordinators do their job. And he's, you know, he's, he's a tra- more of a traditional head coach in the sense. Wasn't he, but doesn't, wasn't he pl- calling plays? He's calling plays done? this year. I don't know if, oh. I don't know if he called plays when Nagy, when Nagy was there or Peterson. I, 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 I like actually, he, I don't know. I maybe like he, he was. Yeah. That was one of the knocks on Peterson. It was like, this guy didn't even call plays. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um, so you have him and I guess, yeah, he does call the plays. You got Belichick, obviously. Um, and then, uh, Lance Lynn, who's the, um, who is a defensive guy. So, and Belichick's a defensive guy. So you got two, two defensive guys. Actually, no, wait, Lynn was a running backs coach, wasn't he? I don't know. Yeah, I think Lynn was actually an offensive guy. So, all right. So, one defensive coach and three offensive guys in the AFC. In the NFC, you got McVay, who's basically a Gase. Gase is a McVay clone. Um, well, I mean. Ex- without the genius offense, he right. Missed, he missed some of the chromosomes. Yeah, <laughs> right. But the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Peyton, Sean Peyton, who's another offensive guy who calls his, calls his own plays. Um, then you got, uh, the Cowboys, Garrett, offensive guy, um, well, sort I of, mean, right. Offensive. <laughs> um, and then, I was going to say Nagy, but it's not Nagy. And Peterson. It's Peterson. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, I mean, those are, I mean, it's I'm, still mainly offensive guys. Those are the best teams. I'm, I'm not, I, I'm not saying I don't want an offensive guy. I'm saying. Well, I'm just saying, who are the defensive coaches that are good? Carroll, Belichick. Harbaugh. 
Harbaugh was a special teams guy, special teams coach. Well, just the way that team was always teams built, built around defense. Fair, but yeah. Uh, so you said Belichick. Did you say Carroll? I said Carroll. Um, and the Vikings are, are Zimmer, but they didn't make the playoffs this year. I mean, they were great last year. They're a defense first team. Um, but yeah, I mean, I. But but what I'm saying, I'm not saying not, and I'm saying I don't care. I want this to be. A, a, I want the person to be. What scares me about Richard is like I don't know what like what's what, what's he going to bring in for an offense? Like what are we going to do for offense with him as the coach? I mean, I don't even know what our defense is going to be like with him. Like, is, does he fix the defense immediately? Yeah, well, yeah. If you can get get us a couple of uh, a Sean Lee and the uh, and that uh, what's what's the rookie guys that fell into their lap the the uh, Vander check. Oh yeah, Vander Esch. Vander Esch. Yeah. Like, I was all confused because the Colts have like this great linebacker too. I'm like, all right. Why are they getting all these guys? So I mean, honestly, like it's been it's been quiet, and like I really I don't know. Like it doesn't feel like Richard's going to be the guy to me. To me, I've, I'm just guessing, like gut feeling, like I. Well, I, he might be the fallback. I guess like he's your fallback and then fallback. I mean Rizzy maybe I I would I would be like I said Rizzy or Richard is the same to me like I'm not stoked about either one of them I don't hate them compared to some of the other ones like Dennis Allen would be oh man I can't even imagine um but yeah I I don't know I that's why I just feel like I feel like there's something else at work here like I feel like they're they're going to go after somebody else. So that leads me into our next thing about what they're going to do with the quarterback which we're obviously not going to really know but we can speculate on. I mean Tannehill's gone. Like that's like once Gase is once once Gase is fired like there's like Tannehill's not going to be back next year. They haven't said it, but I mean we can we can connect those dots. Think he's backing up Donald. I wow wow! Somebody's got to teach that kid how to run the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't even oh, think about oh, that. Boy, that one, that one hurt. That I didn't even think dogs. about that. Um, yeah, I guess that's a real possibility. Um, ooh, man, oh God. Anyway, all right. So Tannehill's gonna be gone. I mean, they're gonna bring in. Uh, I mean, I would imagine they're gonna bring in a vet. But I think this is the year you have to draft a quarterback, and we can we're as we get further into the offseason, we'll do more quarterback analysis. But I mean, just just right now, off the like, what's you know what's going to be available and where they're drafting. I think Drew Locke's a real possibility for this team. Like, I just think the way that the draft's falling, if the, if the Jaguars don't take him, I feel like Haskins is the first one off the board, and the Giants take him, um, and then and then the Jaguars are there, and it depends on what they're going to do. And I feel like. I feel like they're going to make a play for one of the veteran guys. Like, I feel like that's what Jacksonville is going to do. I don't feel like they're going to draft a young guy to build, to build the team around. I feel like they're, they think that they can win now. Um, and that just knowing Coughlin and Maroney, like the way that they, the way that that team's structured, I don't feel like they're going to draft a young guy to build around, but I could be wrong. I feel like Drew Locke is a guy that Drew Locke and then David Jones is the other one, the quarterback from Duke who are, um, who are the two that I've been, that I have my eye on that are potential guys that they can, that they might be able to bring in and, and, and build around. And I think Locke and Jones are both, they're tall guys. They move around the pocket. Well, uh, Locke especially has a very live arm from what I've seen. Very quick release. Um, I, you know, I, I, that would be exciting to me. Like I would, that would, that is somebody I would be excited about. So, um, but at the same time, like we have to figure out what they're going to do as, you know, from a coaching staff, what kind of offense they're going to run, what kind of defense they're going to run. What is this team even going to look like? We don't know anything. Like, I mean, they put everything and we haven't even mentioned it, but everything's in Chris Greer's hands. 
and he's done a pretty good job, I think, as I don't think personnel's really been the issue for this team that much, you know, outside of, you know, lack of depth. I think it's been mostly coaching and scheme. Like, defense has been terrible the last three years. It's been just god-awful. It's been painful to watch. So And, and like... And the offense hasn't been much better. No, I agree. I think personnel-wise, I mean... Yeah, you don't. I mean, you're not, you're not. You never hit 100 percent on every pick or whatever. But I think the you know, the the batting average over the last couple of years is way better than it's been, and I think it's better than average. And and it, and looking at the deep when the defense has stunk it up, I mean, it has felt like it was scheme. It was it was, and now is is it a player? Is it the players not able to pull off what's there, or the coaches not putting in the right thing? But it's guys running wide open it's people it's it's you know it's just bad bad design yeah so they're gonna have a shot at they're gonna have a shot at a at a at a at a good quarterback i don't think i really don't think there's much drop off from from a drew lock or a david jones to um you know the josh allens and the the josh rosens that went in this draft i guess and and we'll we'll deal we'll deal with this later uh before the draft and later uh episodes We'll have to look, you know, we'll have to identify all of the quarterback needy teams, where they're drafting, who's, you know, I know you've already There's the two ahead of us. There's the Jaguars and the Giants. I want to know who might, who's, who might trade up. Right. Maybe the Raiders, like maybe the Raiders give up on Carr as well. But other than that, there's, I mean, everybody else is pretty much locked into their quarterback. I mean, you had four young ones that went last year. You had Garoppolo and, um... Oh, who was the the Vikings uh, cousins? So I mean, they're locked in. The Redskins probably need a quarterback, but they're drafting after us. Right. But they might draft. They might trade up. But they have Josh Johnson. Woo. <laughs> or maybe they take Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I guess, and we haven't even touched on the big news of the day. So we've we've talked a lot about the Dolphins. So let's talk about our former coach. It was announced earlier this evening. That Adam Gase has joined the New York Jets. J E T S. When the news first was was released that he was interviewing for the job, I was I, at first I was a little mad, and I and I you have made my feelings known on Gase throughout the year. Like I liked him, um, I liked him most of the time until I didn't, and you kind of touched on that as well. Like you know we were you know so knee jerk about it that we would have been upset, but now that we've had enough time to think about it, um. You know, his offenses were middling at best while he was here, and that's what he's supposed to be really good at. And you can talk about, oh, the, you know, the ingredients or the, you know, the players. I'm sorry, they weren't that bad. And then, you know, like they weren't, (laughs) I mean, the Cutler year, I, I gave him a, I gave him a pass, but that was his guy. Like he, that's who he wanted. You know, he wanted Cutler in here. Um, I mean, it wasn't his first choice. It was his, it was the guy he wanted after all the quarterbacks were already picked and your guy got hurt. I mean, right. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I would have went with Matt Moore. I give him a pass for for the Cutler year, yeah. but Cutler was terrible, and then the offense was terrible, um, and then you know, honestly, the defenses were awful. And now you're bringing now Gase is going up to to New York, um, you know, and. You know, there's been a lot of, you know, I've, I've thought a lot about like the, you know, the, this is, this is not unheard of. Like guys have gotten fired and gone to division rivals. Rex Ryan comes to mind. Um, Eric Mangini was fired by the Jets and then hired by the, the Browns the very next season. So it's happened. It hasn't really led to good results. I mean, Belichick 
was a coach and then was fired, but he didn't become a head coach again right away. Same thing with Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll was a head coach who was fired and then didn't go right back into the NFL coaching again. Like he, they both Belichick and Carroll, the success stories of the retreads had to go, you know, reassess things and learn things. I think getting thrown right back into the fire like this, I mean, and let's be frank onto a team that's not that good is I don't think that's going to bode very well for the for the New York Jets. I don't think it's going to be a very happy ending up there. And plus, he's bringing in Vance Joseph and Dole Dole Logans with him up there to not. I'm sorry, but they don't. Their <laughs> their results as coaches do not speak very well. This is what I. This is what I am waiting for right here. I want to see with, like Robbie Anderson. I mean that guy's gotten into some trouble. He's got a little bit of a of a of a mouth on him. Is he the guy that the first guy that gets traded or or cut or thrown or thrown out? The first talented guy he runs out of town. They just don't have a. If we're talking about Robbie Anderson, is like they just don't have a lot of talent, do I they? Know, but, well, I mean they've got. They're not loaded, but they have a few. <laughs> they're not loaded. That's a. That's 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 a. Robbie Anderson is talented. I'm not saying, I mean. Tad of an understatement there. The Jets, they're not loaded. Well, yeah. But even on defense. It's more like the cupboard is bare. The safety? Oh, their defense for sure. Oh, uh, Jamal Adams. He doesn't seem like, uh, whatever. I don't know. I hope. No, I I know. I want them all. Leonard Williams. Yeah, no. On defense, they've got some some players on defense for sure. I I want them all to be the kind of guy that Gase hates and Gase Runs them all out of town. He doesn't seem to. He doesn't seem to butt heads with the defensive players. It's the it's the offensive players. Oh, he he'll cut a defensive player. Phillips. There. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I, I guess you're right. So, um, and that's another thing that remains to be seen. We don't know if he's going to have final say on personnel either. That's true. That hasn't been announced yet. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but so that that actually leads us to. Uh, I did. I did say we have a guest. Um, so our, our Jets correspondent, Mike Gargiulio, will be joining us today. Um, we've had some pretty good texts going back and forth and uh, social media excerpts uh, between the two of us uh, regarding the Gase hire. And I'll, I'll let him speak to his feelings uh, when we get him on here in a minute. So give us a second and uh, we're going to give Mike a call and uh, we're going to hear how a diehard Jet fan feels about the Adam Gase hire. Hello, Mike. Welcome to the Blowhole. How are you doing? I'm grand. Excellent. Happy New Year, brother. Thanks for joining us. Happy New Year to you all. So, um, as mentioned, we are uh, welcoming our Jet correspondent, Mike Gargiulio, to the Blowhole, uh, joining us once again um, to discuss the Jets hiring of Adam Gase today, this earlier this evening. So, we haven't told anybody how you feel about it. We were going to let you... Tell our audience, uh, you know, our listeners, just exactly how a Jets fan feels, and um, you know, kind of go from there. Sure, um, I uh, I am nonplussed. I w- I miss the way that felt like an hour ago. Um, like you guys, we were the future was so bright we had to wear shades. You know what I mean? Do you remember that feeling? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're still in that feeling. You're you're waiting in that feeling, and that is, man, hope. I can't imagine. I don't. I don't remember it, but I. From what I mean, it was a good place to be. <laughs> well, we are now completely blown up, so we're we're in full on rebuild. So you guys at least have 
um, a quarterback, perhaps, in place. Um, Will they have their quarterback of the future? Maybe. Well, no, he's it. He yeah. might not be any oh, good. Right, 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 right. <laughs> he might future. be really good. He might not be really good. He's young, and we're still figuring it out. Yeah, I mean, he's going to need, like anybody would, he's going to need pieces around him, and they have, you know, some some serious question marks. Well, just I as we do. I mean, our a, whole team is garbage. I happen so. to know a coach who is able to take Ryan Tannehill from mediocre <laughs> and keep him mediocre his entire career. Yeah. Oh God, my heart. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you guys have seen Ryan Tannehill firsthand. I mean, Gase did. I think he won every game against the Jets. Like, so uh, I, I, five and one. I want to say. Did we lose one? I five just... and one. I think is correct. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So, and I mean, there's that. Um, the my right. favorite my favorite headline that I saw today was the uh, the de- the deadspin one that was like Jets hire yes. Adam, Adam Gase in hopes of going seven and nine. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good. And when you're good at it, you do it, and they. <laughs> yeah, they have. Uh, they have certainly. I mean, if they want to be mediocre, they're they've definitely they've definitely hired the uh, the right coach for that. So. <clears throat> the staff that he's brought in, um, we're very familiar with. Uh, Vance Joseph was his his defensive coordinator uh, the first year. They went ten and six and made it to the playoffs. Not, I would say, in spite of Vance Joseph's thirty second ranked defense in the NFL, which got him hired as a head coach by the Denver Broncos. Had to be doing something right, I guess. I don't know. So, um, so he is now joining him in New York, and then they're also bringing uh, Dole uh, Logans, who is not a. Good. Uh, yeah, he's not good. <laughs> Doesn't call plays. He just seems to be, uh, I guess he just, you know, in the sense of coordinating, he just kind of gets the players together and makes sure that they're in the meetings. And <laughs> he probably coordinates the PowerPoints and, and things Brings like that. Brings the juice boxes for right. after. Yeah, in, yeah. yeah in, the, in that, he's a, he's a coordinator in that sense. So He brings uh, the oranges out <laughs> in practice. Yep. Yeah, I think right. that's what he did. And he was, you know... He was colorful in the media. Like I definitely remember some of his press conferences in the um, in the preseason. Um, so and Gase is very colorful. So I'm I'm sure the media is going to love them up there. Um, oh, you know. New York media and Gase, who's nasty to media. Yeah, oh, that's going to be fun. Uh, They're going to yeah, have... like John Tortorella days. I'm telling, like I remember the Rex Ryan days. Do you think? Yeah, do you think he's going to be like a like a? I mean, I don't. He's not as much of a as much of a blowhard as as Ryan was. I don't think. Like he seems, but he's he's a little bit more, I guess, prickly. I suppose. Like whereas Ryan was more jovial, right? Right. Yeah. I just for funsies, I looked back at the. I couldn't. We did not catch that. Hang on a second. I asked about some player who. James, James is not holding the phone, so I, we're not able to hear Mike. <laughs> Maybe if he... Hold on. Mike, are you talking still? No, I stopped. Okay. Go ahead. Give us... Uh, give us uh, what, what were you saying about uh, Rex Ryan there? I don't know. I, it's not, not coming through. That is not coming through. That's very unfortunate. I really much... I, I very enjoy talking to Mike, and this was going to be a really good interview, so... Let's uh Sorry man. No, no, no. It's it's not I I really I think it's this plug. I'm blaming the plug. You're going to blame the plug. I mean, it might be my this <laughs> I was last time I did this. Yeah. So I apologize. Yeah, no worries, yeah. man. Um I it's weird cuz now I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stand right here and I will not move. 
All right. Well, let's. Uh, we can edit some of this out. So let's see if we can. Well, we'll just continue rapping about it and see what we can uh, what we can edit in and slice in here. But um, I mean, go back to the to your Rob Ryan. Uh, your Rex, Ryan Rex Ryan, not Rob Ryan. Does. Did Rob Rob, Rob yeah. Ryan was never in New York, right? He was in Buffalo. No, he was he? not. Yeah. Well, yeah, Buffalo is in New York. You know what I? Mean. That's true. And the, and the Jets, the Jets are in are Jersey, not. technically. Yeah. <laughs> right. So confusing. All right. Yeah. Give us the uh, give us the Rex Ryan anecdote. Well, yeah, no, I, I was actually saying that you know, I, um, you know, comparatively, right? So I thought, okay, well, let me see what all the hubbub is about this dude, Gaze. So I looked up like this minute or minute and a half clip of him uh, at a presser. Yeah, and it was horrifying. I could like they were <laughs> <laughs> like because you know it wasn't no fun, no jokes. He was just like pissed that they kept asking him about some player who was injured and what the status was, and he was just not interested in continuing to talk about it. And right. He was just like, wow, so like, this is going to be. Quite, quite a show. Quite a show. One of the um, things I did like about Gase while he was here was was the fact that he was kind of a no-nonsense guy, and he, you know, he meant what he said, and, like, he held players accountable, which was kind of like the anti-Joe Philbin, you know, almost, and who was the guy we had before Gase, who was yeah. just terrible. Um, but Gase was a, a different kind of terrible. So Rob and I were talking before, before we gave you a call about, you know, the Gase era and how like just a matter of weeks ago, like we would have been, you know, mortified at the idea of him, you know, leaving and then go going to coach the Jets because we still, you know, had a fondness for him. But like after, you know, in the past couple weeks since he's been let go, um, you know, it kind of set in. It was like, well, you know, he really he did kind of fail here. He didn't do the things that, you know, we thought he was going to do. And we didn't he didn't do the things that we thought he was capable of doing. So. Um, you know, when I heard he was interviewing with the Jets at first, I was a little upset about it, but then, you know, time kind of went by and they didn't hire him right away. Um, and then also there was, you know, and this is one of the things that we had mentioned as well, um, before we gave you a call was there's not a lot of the, you know, the guys that, that really get you excited about, you know, as coaching your team this year, whereas in, in years past there were, you know, I, I mean, you know, even Frank Wright getting hired by the Colts as a, as a, as a retread last year. You know, that would that's to me that's exciting. Like, I mean, they they had their they had McDaniel's, and then he was their coach for four days, and then quit, and then they got Frank Reich. And I don't think any of these guys coming in are like to, like have that same kind of you know, I don't know that that same kind of bring that same kind of excitement. Like any of the any of the coaches that are that are being bantered about right now, maybe Arians here in Tampa Bay, but I. I but did you think? I mean, at the time there was no excitement for Reich. That was a that was a. Well, we got left at the altar. Let's call up the let's swipe right on the next person on Tinder and and go and go with that. I'm saying like had you had it worked. Had, <laughs> no, I'm just saying like had we not even like had we not known that that Reich was going to be a good coach and he was one of the like taking taking him from the you know coming off the Eagles staff like as a, like coming off the Eagles Super Bowl win the, the the year prior like so this whole year didn't happen like just like but and throw throw Reich into the mix this year. Like I would be way more excited about him than any of the other coaches. Like than well, any. Well, that's of the-, the thing. He, but he has a point. I mean, I think the point is that you, there's sometimes there's this hype, sometimes there isn't this hype, but it's all essentially speculative nonsense, right? Because last oh, year, yeah. or rather not not last year, so so the year that the Jets brought on Bulls, it was him, Dan Quinn, and Doug Marone. Those were the hot, hot, hot names. And where are they now? Meanwhile, when Peters came on with the Eagles, it was like what. So, and look where he is now. So, you know what I mean? It's like, you never quite know. And uh, by the way, this is obviously like a coping mechanism so I can, you know, get through my, <laughs> um, you kind of never know which way it's going to end up going. 
Oh, I ab- guess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Gase, the, the Eagles wanted Gase. That's who they, they wanted Gase, and, they, and Gase chose the Dolphins. He could have gone to either one, and he chose the Dolphins. Um, so that, and that seemed like a big win for us at the time. Um, I mean, well, here's the thing about Gase. It's like, so, or, or really any coach that's in this position, right? When they get immediately swept up after being fired, does it mean that they will take it as a lesson learned and you were given a second chance? And so you need to make sure that you work on the things that put you in this position to be available. Then you can grow as a coach. Or does it um, exacerbate your ego and and reaffirm that you are who you needed to be the whole time? You know I, what I mean? So what what are where do we go from here? What does this do for this person's disposition? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of column B. Uh, before the call, James had a good point where the, the coaches who kind of failed at coaching to then succeed later, like Belichick or Carroll, they didn't go directly from head coach job to head coach job. They had that little bit of time to sort of reassess and, and think about it. And and to the point you just made, you know, that could very well could be one of the reasons. And one of the most maddening things about Gase is his inability to adjust <laughs> oh, man. so that was like like this year it was painfully obvious like he could they could not counterpunch like there was no uh you know like so and he seems very arrogant like i mean he does like he's like he seems like he's one of those smartest guy in the room type guys oh yeah so um so i don't know if he's gonna have learned anything from this experience yeah that's unfortunate i mean as, as i mentioned before the 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 general consensus of the Jets community, you know, Jets Twitter and, you know, the, the Gangrene Nation, you know, SB Nation blog, like that, that's as far as I'm plugged in. I don't have any insiders or anything like that. Um, they are generally um, disappointed because he was he was at the bottom of everyone's list for a lot of these reasons. I mean, as, as I mentioned to you guys before, um, you know, just like just looking at the numbers, 27th in scoring from 2016 to 18, 27th in scoring, 27th in defensive scoring, 29 in net points. Offensive DVOA, 14th, 27, 26. Like what these numbers don't every once in a while, every once in a while, a, 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 a um, hardcore Dolphins fan will pop up and they'll say, yeah, but Tannehill's trash or yeah, but Tannehill kept getting injured or yeah, the roster kept getting gutted and people couldn't, you know, he really didn't have anything to work with. And then it was Brock Osweiler and then it was um, uh, um, Cutler. So we promise, we promise if, you, if this guy has a chance and he's surrounded by you know you might see things go a different way but that's you guys should know better so hopefully one of you two can keep me off the ledge yeah and i guess the thing is so when they were when they were 14 like when they when they were 14th in offense when they were good the first year yeah that was all jay ajaye that was jay ajaye was insane that year like he came like he was i mean he was unstoppable and then when you have you know when you have that piece a lot of the pressure was taken off of Tannehill, and Tannehill played well. He didn't play great. I mean, he played well. You know, he led them. They, they won a bunch of games in a row um, against decent teams. You know, it wasn't like they were beating up cupcakes. I mean, they weren't, like, destroying, like, great teams. But, I mean, they were, you know, they, they crushed the Steelers. That was that was what started all of it. Yeah. Um, you know, so they, and that was a good Steelers team, too. Like, it wasn't, like, this, that was the Steelers team that crushed them in the playoffs when right. they made it to the playoffs. So, um, Yeah, that was the Killer Bees uh, Steelers. Yeah. And yeah, it was were, a good Cardinals team that Tannehill got hurt. That's right. During that week, but we still won. Still won Matt the Moore. game, right. And then Matt Moore went into, went into New York and crushed the Jets. The Jets were, at that point, floundering. Um, but they did, then he did also go into a Buffalo and beat, the, you know, that Rex Ryan Buffalo Bills team was, 
they weren't you know they, they weren't were, like, they, were they weren't they point. weren't like three and thirteen. Right. I mean that was like a seven and nine, eight and eight type of team. You know, which is yeah. you know that's that's a good team. But they went up there and they they beat them. You know, um, and then um, you know they they did go into Pittsburgh and get and get crushed. I mean, but they were. You know, at that point they were, but their defense was so bad, and that was the Vance Joseph defense that was terrible. Um, and then, um, you know, and then yeah, the Cutler year was was bad. But I mean, that's again, you ha- you brought in a guy that knows your offense. You're running your offense. JJ was still on the team. They they just they couldn't do anything. Like they just like it was it was poorly coached. They they couldn't make adjustments. Gase instead of trying instead of trying new things, just decided to get rid of his best players. You know. <laughs> So, so he had, you're saying he had to decide personnel uh, transactions or at least influence personnel transactions. He had final say on all of that. So then that's that hasn't uh, has that been determined up there yet? Has that been announced as part of the deal? Like is he is he does he not have final say? He does not. He does not have final say, and he will not have final say over that. No, that's good. That's uh that's going to bode well for you guys. Um, so that's that's a good thing. Um, another thing too is. I mean, outside of Darnold, um, and you know, there's going to be a whole off season for the for the Jets to put some talent together on offense. Um, but as far as I as far as I understand from what I saw from that team this year, their offensive line is not very good. Um, they don't have any wide receivers of exceptional talent. Uh, Robbie Anderson is good. Anun was good. I oh, mean, Anun they have, was a good they wide have, receiver. They're not. It's it's not. It's not. It's not holy. You know, crap. Look at these guys, but it's not. It's not a. It's not a, a deficit on them either. They have quality players. Yeah, at the position. The strength for this team is their defense. So even with a with a terrible defensive coordinator like Vance Joseph, they still have some really good players. So hopefully, hopefully they'll be okay on defense. Um, well, no, I mean, <laughs> well for for Mike, for if we're talking Mike off the ledge, you know. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. No, I mean, the, 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 it is true. I mean, there's. There's not a there's not a complete dearth of talent, but there are they need help in a lot of areas and 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 with 100 million dollars in cap space, like you know, a lot of times that always feels sexy for some team, but that essentially means that you had nobody to sign. You know what I mean? So that that isn't necessarily a good indicator of the trajectory of of where you're where, where you've been spending your money because you're not spending it because you don't have any players to pay. So the Jets need help they have one killer safety and the crown jewel hopefully which ends up being darnold so you know some of that money will will obviously go to free agents um but that doesn't solve a problem you can't buy your way out of this mess you have to draft and the drafts um over the last two years uh, really three years have been pretty poor um so the whole thing is really sort of um calamitous if you start looking at you know how we got where we are right now and the idea of Gase plus McCagnan who's our GM um they both managed to have revelations or or or, you know this coming to Jesus moment where the light goes on um they're both going to be fired next year I mean the the general the general um attitude right now is you know playoffs are bust like if, if you don't if this team doesn't manage with this cap space and this next draft and Sam Darnold and this new coach you know, even if it's a wild card, whatever playoffs right. or every or clean house, one hundred percent, everybody's gone. Um, obviously, we've seen this sort of thing happen before, where a coach is snapped up immediately, as we just discussed, and they go somewhere immediately, and then they just falter up. Yeah, 
I mean, and that's and that's true. Um, so they're the Jets this year are what is what is their draft position? I know they're they're high. They I know they're are they, are, okay. I knew they were, I was wondering if they were top five. Okay, yeah. So and this draft is extremely heavy in in defensive linemen. Um, from what from what I'm being told. So do you, and I but isn't that a, that's an area of strength for you guys? Um, yeah, for as it happens, it it is. So I'm but in either case, the Jets. I mean. So this draft is heavy at the top, as you're right, uh, heavy um, on the D-line, um, but very heavy at the top. There aren't a lot of offensive um, killers, uh, certainly not in the top 10, probably not even really in the top 15. Um, the Jets need draft picks, so we're, most people are hoping for a trade back unless you know something like Bosa falls into their lap or something, or Williams even. Um, That's what I was going to say. I mean, they're probably a prime candidate to trade back to a team that needs a quarterback like the Miami Dolphins. Right, but 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 the Dolphins, you know, uh, so I guess you'd have to really decide what your attitude is toward this class. Um, obviously, we're not plugged into that anymore because, you know, we've tunnel vision on Darnold. Right. Um, and you did just say that you guys are now entering your rebuild. And, and remember, in the last call, we, we discussed this, that you guys were, were ready, I think, to, you know, face the tough decision and do the thing, right? And so I, I'd like to think that you probably at least – a little bit happy about that, right? I mean, you're oh, yeah. trying to turn a corner, a new coach, new quarterback, new everything. Yep. Um, so that means, you know, some tough decisions. So you guys are drafting where? We are 13, right? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Not. Or it's not. I, it's for, I keep saying 11 for some reason, but it's 13. Right? It is 13. Okay. But is there anybody in this? Uh, are, there, are there any quarterbacks you feel are worth the price? And do even have the pieces to move up yeah so that's what we were we were talking a little bit about this before and it's it's hard right now for us to gauge because we don't even have a coach <laughs> or an offensive system in place like right now but the, the the general consensus or at least my general consensus is um haskins is the number one can one person have a general consensus that's true i can't I, <laughs> one my opinion my <laughs> my opinion is that uh haskins is the is the top rated quarterback in this in this class um, for, for the teams ahead of us. I don't know if there's going to be, I mean, and we'll know in the upcoming months after the season's ended, when we have the combine and, you know, the scouting and all the reports are coming out. Um, but my initial, you know uh, you know, from, from what I've seen from, I don't watch a ton of college football, but I, I did watch um, Drew Locke play a few games. Uh, he's the, he's the guy behind Haskins. He's the one that I have earmarked for them to, to go after. I don't, I think personally, at least from what I've seen, like, and, and I'm not a scout and I'm not a, you know, I'm not going to pretend to be one. Um, but he doesn't like, he looks like a, every bit as good, if not better than, than Rosen or, uh, or Allen to me. Like, I mean, he's big, he can move around in the pocket. He's got a big arm. He played in the sec. Um, yeah. he, he beat a very good Gators team this year and had a monster game the year before right. he threw 41 touchdowns and in not one, not a spread offense in the sec. They run more of like a pro style offense this year. His touchdowns came down a little bit, but he 25 and eight, 25 touchdowns, eight interceptions in the sec is, right. is pretty good. And he's, you know, he's six, four, six, five, he can move and he's got, he's got a really strong arm and a really good release. And he might, they might be able to get him at 13 just because, not everybody need like the Jets don't need a quarterback. All the teams drafting ahead of us don't need quarterbacks. Oh I, man, are you sure? I mean, the are you sure? the Giants there, and the Jaguars. There will be some. I mean, where, yeah, people are going to trade I think up. You are. I think you're going to have to pay if you want him, man. Yeah, I don't no, think people are going to mm-hmm. trade up. Like there, I mean, yeah. that's going to happen. I'm just saying, like the way, like the way the mocks are set up right now. 
he's been there. Like, and they, they, because they have, there's the other guy um, from Duke that they have rec- uh, ranked ahead of him. The, the, at least what I'm seeing in the, in the mocks right now, and it's very, very early, and I understand that, is Hask- sure, sure. Haskins is the first guy going, and the Giants take him at six. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the first, the, I mean, that's assuming there's no trades or any of that stuff, which, you know, it, it could happen, but I, I think you're right. I mean, I think the Jets are primed to trade back. They need, they need draft capital. They don't need a quarterback. Somebody could move up to get Haskins. I mean, it might even be the Giants that move up. So, um, but if you wanted to move up, do you have do you have any capital? Can do you have extra picks? Do you have any? Do you have anything? We have st- we have a we have our our standard number of we have one pick in every round. Um, we don't have any extra picks. We're probably not going to get any um, from from free agents lost either. Um, the only th- and there's one other X factor here as we were talking about in the coaching search. The Dolphins haven't hired anybody, and it's been kind of kind of quiet to the point like where we think they might be doing something like trading a pick for John Harbaugh or something like that, like something. Or like what if? Well, if it, well, I, man, I just I don't think he's going anywhere. But let's let's say that if that's on the list, would you be happy with um, Bienemy or is it Richards or Richards, the guy the in in Dallas? Richard. I mean, we're Richard. not. We're. I, I think we both said Rob. Who did you? You said you'd rather have Richard, right? Yeah. I don't. I think so too. I'm not crazy about. I'm the, not crazy the, about any of them. The person has, you know, one year of offensive coordinator with Patrick Mahomes falling in his lap. Like who know, you know, I don't know how much of that was Eric Bieniemy. But as I said, there's there is precedent for these these Chiefs offensive coordinators to go on and and be good coaches. So and, there's and two they, now. They also have the precedence of going out and having terrible time management, just like Andy Reid. Did you see why <laughs> Nagy not call a timeout when that once the Eagles had that first down, they didn't call timeout. They let 40 seconds go. You don't think 40 seconds would have given them a little bit closer shot for Cody Parkey? Uh, Maybe he could have hit three uprights. <laughs> All three <Yeah>. uprights. <laughs> no, I mean, I've I've seen, so I've seen the Dolphins linked specifically to Biennemi and Richard, and it makes sense because they're both obviously on playoff teams. And they interviewed think, them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I don't, uh, you know, I, I don't think that I'm just being my, this my personal opinion. I don't think that there is like this ever that there's ever really like a slam dunk coach. All these guys this no. year that everybody's been talking about, Monkin and Rule, all these guys that, and those are the two that I wanted. Um, I they all had questions coming in. It was all going to be like, what's they going to do about, you know, their inexperience, or what are they going to do about their coordinators, or you know, how are they going to clean up this? So I, I mean, at some point, you know. We, we talked about this last time, and, and I don't think there's really that much to be afraid of if, if you get either Richard or Bien-Aimé. Um I, I personally would angle for Richard. I think. Um, that dude just seems to be a winner, and he, man, he does. He that seems, dude has had success, man, and it's a defensive thing, but I still think that it's worth it. He seems young and dynamic, and they, they do seem yep. to really like him. I do like that he calls the plays on a very good defense. Um, yep. you know, that that Dallas defense has turned around. Um, but yep. again, they have they have a lot of good pieces. They drafted well on that defense, um, yep. and you know, and they have a good system in place. And that team has a very good structure set up. So. Um, I like his pedigree. I don't, I'm just, I'm more concerned about, you know, what seems to be winning in this league are these, you know, and I, I don't mean to, you know, fall in love with the trends and all of those things, but it does seem like in order to win right now, you need, you know, most of these coaches that are remaining and, and all of the teams that, you know, are, are going to be, you know, most likely playing in the Super Bowl, aside from the Patriots have offensive coaches with an offensive background. 
Yes, but something to remember, and and frankly, I I I'm 100 on the trend. You have to follow the trend, and you have to be able to innovate in this league. And frankly, I think that's why Mike McCarthy doesn't have a job. Uh, word on the street right. is that McCarthy was Jets or nobody, and so the Jets said no because he wanted total control over everything. Yeah. Now, now, um, in terms of having an offensive mind, yes, that's important, but. What I don't subscribe to is the idea that your head coach has to come from O or D based on what you think is the most important thing. Harbaugh was a special teams coach, man, yep. and he's fantastic. Agreed. So I think that so long as you have the right staff around you and you have an innovative mind in the room, that is important, but that that's what matters most. You, a head coach has to manage everything, so it doesn't. I, I don't think it matters. You, you are I mean? you are echoing the points I made earlier to this call. I'm, I'm exactly. I'm we're exactly on the same page. And I agree. I just I don't know what Richard's going to bring in as a staff. Like that's what I mean. That was I mean honestly to me, I still think that was Gase's biggest failure was how poor his staff was. Well, he seems to yeah. have, he seems to have fixed that by use by hiring the exact same players, <laughs> the exact same coaches, staff. Yeah. God. Oh, this is one thing that we kicked around was, are you ready for uh, for Ryan Tannehill to back up Sam Darnold? Oh, my God. Help me. Please help me. <laughs> I mean, frankly, you know what? Actually, if he's cheap enough, I mean, we all everybody loves like Uncle Josh, like Josh McCown, but not for $10 million. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. if, if, if he'll come at like a nice cheap deal, I, I don't care. He can ride the pine until the, the cows come home. It's, it's fine with me. Darnold. Uh, you know, he's not going to be coming out unless he gets really hurt. And at that point, I mean, nobody really cares what happens because he's, he's the one. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. I mean, if, if he goes down, whatever. Yeah. Um, one other thing I wanted to ask you being, this is a Dolphins thing. I'll try to keep this Dolphins focused. Um, all nine coaches fired, no GMs fired. So are you glad that your GM stayed? We talked about this a little bit. So Gase had final say. Like, I mean, the way that they, the way that it you was said that, yep. yeah. So the way that it was set up was, was there were three headed monster. There was three heads. It was Gase, Tannenbaum, and Greer, and the only one left standing is Greer. Um, and Greer was a scout. Greer's kind of worked his way up through the through the through the team. Like, or, or, I mean, through you know, uh, he's he's climbed the ladder with the, with the Dolphins. He was a scout. Um, he's a lot of the ones that he's hit on, like that, like like their late round gems or like the, you know, the ones that weren't necessarily, you know, first round picks or, you know, yeah. those are, those are his guys. And now, and, and because the, he's done well, they're, they're giving him, he has, it's him now. Yeah. And everyone, okay. no one's surprised that everyone's ecstatic that Tannenbaum was gone. Cause right. I, no one understood why he was even, or what he was in, doing in or, the first place. Yeah. So, so yeah, we're as fans, we're, we're very happy that it's Greer. It's Greer's shot now. Let, let him, he's in control of personnel and let's see what he can do. And I don't think personnel was really their issue. And we kind of touched on that this year too. Like, I don't like, it was more scheme and like the inability to adjust or like make it. So you like think when, that you, do you think that the dolphins this year with this, um, I know, we, I know that you, you mentioned a great deal of injury, but with Gase, with this roster was like a wild card team. I think had they not gotten as injured, I think they would have, I think, yeah, I mean, they were still in it up until the end. So we kind of every, every, every like four weeks or so, we kind of go over our predictions and what we thought. And really, and honestly, we thought this was an eight and eight team that if everything broke their way, could get to 10 wins, maybe 11, but you know, it, it, it wasn't unheard of if it, it, w- it wouldn't be crazy for them to, to make the wild card. Um, but you know, it was, we didn't think it was, you know, we didn't think it was a great chance. We thought it was like a 75% chance of being a wild card team more than, you know, more than a, 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 you know, a done well, that's deal. Not, that's not, yeah, that's not too bad of an indictment. And so do you think then did Gase, 
cost you any games, like directly. Because like for as Jets fans, we can point to games that Todd Bowles like is responsible for. Yes. You know what I mean? Like that that timeout he didn't call, or that that fourth down that he didn't go for it, or the the field goal he didn't kick or did kick. You know, so something like that. You know what I mean? Like, can you point? Like, did did he cost you games? Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, I don't. I don't think that, it, there was none as egregious as the ones you're talking about. There was the there Colts was game was pretty bad, and the, I actually gave him the benefit of the doubt. In that the, one. the Colts, the, but that was like not going for a fourth and long in a, in a bad position, and they actually almost got the no, ball a back, third like, and long. A third and long. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. They called it was third and ten, and, he, and they were in a tie game, and he ran a draw up the middle, and they got absolutely nothing but they but he did it on two straight series so they were they were up by three points with six minutes left and they ran a they ran a draw with Kenyon drake and he lost five yards and like was injured on the play and honestly he never looked the same for the rest of the season after that um and they and they punted and then the and then the colts went down tied it up and then the, the dolphins got the ball right back again they had they ran you know two incomplete passes and then a draw up the middle and they punted and then they almost got the ball back and, and it would have been, and had they gotten the ball back after that punt, but then luck like snuck out on like a third and long, like he should have been sacked and he hit like a 43 yard pass. And then the Colts ran the clock out and kicked the field goal to win. So, <sighs> I mean, it was, it was conservative. It was like, it was a lot like Joe Philbin, the Joe Philbin days. Yeah. Def- See that's uh, yeah. James, James, I was given assurances. I was given assurances <laughs> that this man was an innovative, aggressive, offensive mind. I yeah, was given these assurances. We were under that impression as well, but yet it, he never seemed to. Sometimes we never. Saw with, it. So this this game wasn't was this game an aberration, and that and it normally is like that, or it's not really so much like that. No, or, the, you, or, the, or is he shying away because of the talent level? No, the game where they beat Buffalo, they should have lost. Um, the when we played in Miami. Like and again, that's in the second half. Couldn't move the ball. All of a sudden, just couldn't move the ball. Couldn't get that first down. Couldn't extend the clock. Couldn't couldn't kill the clock. Couldn't extend a drive. It was the problem. I, and this is this is his problem. At least from what I from and it became apparent to me this year. And it and it goes back to just not being able to make adjustments. It was they could they would get up and like like they would they would come out and like he'd have a great plan and like everything was scripted and like they like they'd get they'd get out and in leads a lot and then teams would come back. Um, and then they just, they, the dolphins couldn't counterpunch. Like there were, there were just so many, so many instances of like Ryan Tannehill getting sacked, like, like three times. And like, I'm not even exaggerating, like two or three times in a row. And then it's like, they're like, they're actually pointing. Oh, sorry. We need to stop the music real quick. But, uh, like, like the guys like getting up to the line of scrimmage to call the plays and like Tannehill and the offensive line, like pointing at the guys that were coming on the blitz Right, like identifying who was coming in, and the, they they're pointing at him, and the guy still comes in and gets the sack. Like, it was, <laughs> like it's like it was just like like it, like that like inability to like to scheme on how to protect the quarterback. And I mean, part of it is Tannehill being bad in the pocket, here's, but another part of it is is them not being able to scheme right. Yeah, here's you know? the stat you don't want to hear. Every one of the Dolphins win this year was by single digits. And every loss but one was double digits. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I read about the single digit one. That is just icing on the cake. Um, okay, so then t- tell me, tell me, t- tell me something. Give me a reason. <laughs> Give me a reason, man, because I can't. Let, yeah, for, know, here, here's so the reason. Is... Darnold's probably is Darnold's better than better than Tannehill. Maybe Tannehill was the <laughs> issue. Maybe he couldn't get. He didn't trust them and. Uh, the the offense looked successful when they could run the ball. 
Yeah, no, they he would, identifies what they can do well. They like, would that run was the, the ball, thing. but it, once he loses it, yeah, then he would, can't come come up with something else to do to to counteract that. All season, it seemed like the Dolphins would run the ball in times when you would scream, "Why the hell are you running the ball?" In the games they won, they ripped off a nine yard run in that situation and got a first down or got it to third and one, and you were like, "Holy crap! I didn't see that coming." In the games they lost, they got stuffed, and and it was like, "Yeah, great, another third and ten. Thanks. That's just what we needed." When he had when he had Wilson, when he, so they they signed Albert Wilson this year, and um, you saw him in the uh, in the first Jets game. He scored a touchdown against you guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was hurt. Um, you know, but he was, he was dynamic. Like, like you could tell that he was Gase's guy. Like he was the guy that, that Gase brought in to be, you know, the, the dynamic player. Um, he had a, a monster game against the, uh, the Oakland Raiders. And he also had a monster, like he's, he single-handedly won the bears game for them. Like he took yeah. very short passes from Brock Osweiler and turned them into very, very long touchdowns on consecutive drives to win that game. Um, and then he was hurt and out for the year. And again, so and then they had another guy, Jaquim Grant, who was like like a clone. So when both of them were on the field at the same time, it was there were there were some some innovative things that we were seeing them doing, and they were they were making really good plays. Um, Grant ended up getting hurt as well. So then you lost, you know, both of those guys. And Drake is a very they, when he, you could. I, I felt like this year when at the beginning of the year it looked like he had a plan, and then they just they. All of those guys got injured, and he just he couldn't, you know. And then I mean, and then they just and then the offense was just terrible. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, in, you know, injury is one thing, obviously, and and that can handcuff a coach or a coordinator, you know. And, and you know, fan bases don't care, you know, they want results. I get that, but it is remarkable how often I hear uh, around t- around the league, around teams, thinking about a coach or a formerly employed coach about adjustments it's always adjustments adjustments they couldn't adjust at halftime they couldn't adjust whatever they're coming back it's like the greatest coach the great coaches are either like going up by 25 before the half so it doesn't matter or they know how to adjust at the half and 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 they can out scheme um it's like one or the other it it seems again i'm I'm sure you know it's it's a blanket statement but it's not you know what i mean it's just it's remarkable how, how often i hear that um, about coaches, I don't know. Yeah, and he just—I don't think he had—he didn't have a full arsenal to be able to counterpunch. I think that was part of the problem. Um, you know, no, he, you know what? He's terrible. You're <laughs> <laughs> screwed. I, I, yeah, cool. I mean, he could be the one to buck the trend—the the one, the guy that gets fired and then comes back the immediately the next season with another team and in in is is better. Um, so. It's like I said, I, I liked the guy, um, you know, as as this year went on and, you know, I just I just got really frustrated. I think I think he was frustrated, too. Like, I, I think that was, you know, I think his frustration came through and that's ultimately what led to his firing. Um, yeah. Sounded like he was uh, being very unprofessional behind closed doors uh, with his boss. And, uh, you know, and that's ultimately I think, you know, it seemed like he didn't like Gase didn't want to be there anymore. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it was, I think it might've been a little bit more mutual than, um, you know, than what was led on to believe. Like, I think he might've been just as eager to leave as the dolphins were to get rid of him. So yeah, the only thing I've read about it is that he sort of made sure it happened. Like he, he went in there and forced. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and again, I don't know how much truth there is to that, but I would, I would definitely like to know your take on whether it's true or not that his teams don't like him or that, you know, the players don't like him. 
I think no, again, I know anything can happen when you when your season goes down the toilet and you start losing the locker room. Like I, I get that that can happen to any coach, but I've I've heard this more than once, so I'm curious what your take is. I think it's fifty fifty. Like I mean, I think this year, like we like it, most of the year, we thought the team was pretty tight knit and really behind the coach. But that's also he did jettison a lot of players, so right, th- he has the guys he likes and the ones he doesn't like. He didn't like Indomitian Sue. He didn't like Jarvis Landry. He didn't like Jay Ajayi. I don't think Sue was. I think Sue was more of like a cash. Thing. I don't think anybody likes Indomitian Sue. Well, but I'm <laughs> yeah. saying, but I'm saying, like oh, that's true. But yeah, um, but so there were guys Landry, uh, right? Uh, Devontae Parker. There was there's Ajayi. Uh, Ajayi. These are guys. Jordan Phillips. Yeah. These there there's guys that like he cut or traded that were very productive, and it seemed like, and you know, it, maybe it was the right call. You know, these are guys. You know, maybe they're not paying it. They're a bit late at meetings or not paying attention or missing assignments kind of thing that we see it and they, they're performing on the field. But if they're not buying into the system from so it seemed like for the most part, the, the team, the guys he kept were his guys and they seemed to like him. And I thought there were a lot of games, you know, like the the Minnesota game this this year, they went down 21 nothing in the first quarter and actually came back. They ended up losing by 20 anyway, out, so it yeah. didn't matter, but they came back to to be within like within three points in before halftime so the the huh. team had a lot of fight in it and i like that the one thing the flip side to that is there were a few reports of guys after the firing were like oh yeah we're you know we're kind of sounded like they were glad you know they were glad it happened but they also yeah. came out and refuted those statements so i don't know if it was you know they were caught saying something in the heat of the moment that they didn't want to be to be heard or if the you know or if they were taken out of context there was a lot of there was a lot of positive uh you know things being said about gays from the players in the you know early on in the season and even i mean even wilson albert wilson at the end of the season you know made remarks about what a great coach Gase was and and what a great you know offensive mind somebody was going to be getting and obviously like wilson was one of his guys um, one of the things that I read was uh, ultimately the team was was behind him most of the year, but you know those last three games, like when it was they just when he ref- he Gase will call out anybody, but he never he never really held Tannehill accountable, you know, and that huh. was and that was what the um, I heard that that was kind of what soured some guys at the end was when it was very evident that that Tannehill was not prof- like I mean the Jaguars game give me a break. I mean the Vikings yeah. game when he was the Vikings game he sort of led them back in but like then like could not like was sacked like ten times in the second half and I don't even think I'm exaggerating. Um, yeah. And then the Bills game he was just awful in you know and then coverage sacks right. <laughs> they are but so our, uh, our our running complaint was was like Tannehill he wouldn't he wouldn't look off his first receiver until. It was oh, until he would he would stare him down, stare him down, stare him down, then look to the other side and get sacked. Yeah. Like it was it was like it was like he was allergic to his second read. And also no pocket presence. Like when you're watching especially when you're watching them play against a team like the Bills, like you can like Allen like was was they don't have a good offensive line. Like he's constantly under pressure, but the guys, yeah, he's moving around the pocket. And, and this is a mo. I mean, granted, he's had the knee injuries, but this is a mobile quarterback. Yeah, this- but he was never. Yeah, that's the thing. Like he never had that pocket presence. Like right. I mean, yeah, so. but yeah, that 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 third that that sixth sense where guys just you know they they sense that guy behind him or that that clock in the head and they just start looking around and moving. It seemed like that just that's not evident in Tannehill. Yeah. Well. 
Yep. So, I mean, well, at least you're not getting Tannehill. You're, I mean, you yeah. might you might get him as a backup, but yeah, right. yeah. So wait till cool. wait wait till Gase teaches Darnold how to stare down that first receiver and sit in the pocket. Oh man, you know what? I I, I, I can't imagine. You know, as long as it's not regression, because I mean, I, I think I mentioned to you guys like we we watched him get better game after game, and especially after the injury. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and and I mean everything from scrambling to pocket awareness to to looking off the safety. You know, going through his reads. Um, you know, we, we see him doing what he is supposed to be doing again. He's, he's still a child, but, um, you know, there's a lot of room and I just have a hard time. Like, I don't, I don't always buy into these ideas so much about developing the young quarterback. Like I think Aaron Rodgers was a stud and I don't think it's because of Mike McCarthy that, you know what I mean? Or because of Brett Favre that, that Rodgers became who he is kind of thing or, or Andrew Luck or any of these guys, you know, they go through multiple coordinators they're, they're young guys they come in, they're talented. The scheme matters, obviously. And you want to play to that, but unless you're a system kind of guy, and that means that you're probably never going to be a superstar quarterback, you know, franchise quarterback anyway. Uh, I, I don't necessarily buy too much into that concept. I think it helps if it's the bad team. I think it's more so not so much that you could, you could get, you get better by sitting on the bench, but I think a, a guy can get ruined in that first year. If it's a bad team, like a, like a David Carr, like, huh. that, you know, like, he had no chance to succeed, and I think it broke his confidence and and just his ability to play, and was never the same. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess if it's bad enough, it's I mean it's possible. But I you know I just I feel like if it's if it's a franchise guy, if the guy has you know that that thing, I don't know I don't know how much. But yeah, I mean I see your point. If it's somebody who's on the cusp or, or might be a burgeoning talent, I, I guess I could see that. Yeah, and I think I think the the ideas of guys sitting is really it's really that's more of a thing of the past now because what the, well, I don't even necessarily mean sitting. I just, I just mean developing and developing well, could be while you're playing. That's, you know, that's true. Way. But I mean the, 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 what Seattle did with Russell Wilson, what the Chicago is uh, yeah, yeah. doing with, you know, when you have a good team, if you can get that rookie quarterback and you have him under control, you could spend, you know, you, the bears yeah. can spend on real Mac, the Rams. So that's, oh, yeah. that's what guys are. That's what teams are trying to do now. Get that young Get that guy young under under team control, where you can pay other guys, make a playoff run, and then hopefully you get a Super Bowl before you have to pay that quarterback. Yeah, and that's yeah, or, that's the situation I mean, the Jets are in right now. I mean, you know, oh yeah, definitely. It's like here's here's your immediate window, but I mean, at the same time, if you're smart, as much as I hate 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 everyone in New England, yeah, Tom Brady just takes pay cuts every single year to make sure they can spend money, to make sure they can put a team around them, and frankly. I can't. I, I think that's the smartest thing. I mean, it's a, an, an extra few million dollars. Are we, you know, are you serious? I mean, I get it. Your kid, and you know, you want your money, and you're only going to get these paydays. Well, his wife's rich life. too, so that helps. His wife's his <laughs> wife's loaded. Yeah, but, he's loaded. But you know what? There's at this point, he's got to be sitting there. You guys can't get me a wide receiver. Like <laughs> you yeah, guys are yeah. killing me. And when you get me one, you trade him away. With Brandon yeah. Cooks, like like you're putting all my eggs in Josh Gordon basket, like. Yeah, I'd be, I, he's got to be getting kind of annoyed to what they're doing with the money he's saving them. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it had to come to an end eventually, right? I mean, it, right? It looks like it's sooner. Right. It, it looks to, like right? it's. It looks like it's coming. We say that, and yet there's still there's still a one there's still a, a, a buy team. That's a, that's it, a good. That this is actually a good segue because I do want I do want to talk about the playoff games this weekend really quick. We can kind of burn through them, and and Mike, you can stay on the phone if 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 you don't mind. You want to talk about the uh, the upcoming playoff games? Are you going to be watching them or? 
or what? Sure, sure. Yeah, you know, I'll be watching. I mean, for 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 a season where it always kind of only felt like there were five or six teams, it's finally now down to those teams. So that's this is kind of like the most interesting week, I think. Yeah, I think there's some great games. So we got the um, let's we'll start off with uh, the the uh, the Colts at Kansas City. Um, I don't have the lines in front of me, but let's. Do you want to just do? You want to just do pickums, or you want to pull up the lines on your phone, Rob? Um, this one, yeah, I think this is the biggest one of the batch. Of the Wasn't lines. it like five and a half or something? I thought I saw it at six, but yeah, I'll, I'll look it up. Wow, I, I actually like the Colts. I think the Colts can. Uh, I think they can go in there. And, uh, the Chiefs have a have a history <laughs> of not performing well in the playoffs. I know this is a different Chiefs team with uh, with Mahomes, who looks like you know the truth, but it's. At the end of the day, it's still Andy Reid. It's still a very Man, not very good you, defense. Yeah, I go. think I think you're right. I think the Colts can stun them because they have defense they, and the Chiefs don't. Yeah, and Luck is a Luck is a great quarterback, and they they have some weapons on offense, and they have a really good offensive line. They have the he's formula. finally back to form. Yep, he's finally back to form. The team is getting hot at the right time. I really, really think that they can stun the Chiefs. Yeah, and I don't mean even, I'm not even talking about just covering. I'm talking about going in there and winning. Well, it's five and a half. I see all your points. I would not be surprised if the Colts win, but I would take the Chiefs and lay the five and a half for the for their for this week. All right, all right. So we got one. We got one Chief, and uh, we got two Colts over here. All right. So the other AFC game is the uh, San Diego Chargers at uh, our favorite New England Patriots. Four That's points. super chargers to you, sir. <laughs> oh, I said San Diego again. <laughs> I've been calling them San Diego all year. It's quite all right. Los Angeles. The Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, no, that just sounds terrible. It really does. I like the Chargers. I love the chargers. chargers. Oh, man. So we're both taking the word. Well, well, Mike and I are going with the road teams in both. So so it's four points. I definitely think the Chargers could win. You know what the weather's going to be like up there? It's going to be cold. Like, snowy cold or like just cold cold and clear i don't know i remember hearing just cold all right well just cold they can i mean they proved they can win in just cold superchargers are getting four right correct yes yep yeah i'm taking the superchargers i think they match up really well with them um i i, I thought it's, their scheme in, in in baltimore talk about schemes that like, was great that was brilliant that, that was like oh you're gonna run a modified wildcat we're just gonna put speed out here it was it was mad it was madden rules it yeah. was like playing when you play madden and you just put your fastest players on the field not regardless of position and being like here's all my fastest guys try to yeah you know try and to beat me derwin james is a monster that guy's awesome and then uh and ingram was on de- the on def- not the running back no ingram and Bosa are going to be in 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 Brady's face a lot. Beast. Yeah. yeah, I mean we. I mean I think the three of us know that. And <clears throat> with like 35 seconds to go in the fourth corner, you know, an alien space probe will beam down into the head coach's brain. <laughs> make sure that you know, you know, you know what happens to Philip Rivers and you know how the Patriots win. I mean, it's just it's destined to be. But I don't care. I'm taking the Superchargers. It's over. It feels I'm like their you. year. I'm, I'm hoping. You. I'm hoping the Superchargers. All right. So going over to the NFC, uh, we got uh, Saint Nick at the New Orleans Saints. Uh, yeah. Eight points. Eight points for the Saints, oh. right? Yeah. I mean, they murdered them. Down I'm there. all Saints. I look. I love. You know, Big D Nick. <laughs> he's got the T-shirts. He's got the name. I honestly, I I, lo- I don't know why. I love I love the fact that he they're better with him. He's not a better quarterback. No, but, but they're better with him. Yeah, that's weird. Oh, dude, he's got Wentz to handle his light work. 
Yeah. Let, me know when, let me know when the games matter. It's insane. Let me know when the games matter, son. <laughs> exactly. Um, but but you know what? It's oh. funny. You get you get you the, you have these coaches who when you know they want to bring guys who know their system, whether it's. Washington signing a Josh Johnson off the trash heap from seven, having played in seven years, and he was yeah. capable. Yeah. To Gase wanting Cutler, Cutler, who was not capable, but there's something about a, when a guy who can run your offense. There is something to be said for that. I like yep. the Saints to win the game. I think the Eagles cover. I think it's. I don't think it's anywhere near the blowout that the earlier game was. I think it's actually close. I think it's like a twenty-eight, twenty-four type of game. Uh, I actually agree. I think that I think the Fal- I, I think the Eagles cover. No, nope. but uh, I don't know if they can win. The, I don't think they're going to win. I'm going with the Saints in a blowout. Well, yeah, eight as much. It as is the, a blowout. The yeah. double, the two possession. All right, and then the final game is the. Uh, it's in Los Angeles, Dallas at Los Angeles. What's the line for that one? Seven. Seven. Um, I mean, the Rams are the better team, but there's some serious questions about Gurley's health. This one, this one is a that's tough with the no seven. Cooper Cup. The uh, the the Cowboys defense is is for real. It's for real. That's and true. Gurley's still like limited in his practices. Damn, I just don't think I, I just don't believe in Dallas. I don't believe in Dallas. I don't believe in Dak Prescott, and uh, I'm I'm taking LA. Yeah, I mean I like LA. You like the points too. You like them to cover or just uh just, yep yeah yep okay. Rob, you know what? I'm, I'm going against you guys again. I'm taking the Cowboys. You take the Cowboys. I'm just well, taking the points. Yeah. I'm taking the seven points more. Yeah, just because, like, because because of the defense and as good as he looked in the beginning of the year, Jared Goff has not looked great. It's as Goff has not looked great. But if they, but if if the Cowboys, the Cowboys are so one dimensional that if they can keep. Ezekiel Elliott under control, yeah. which I think they can. That is a wrap, dude. Dascott can't. Dak Prescott cannot put the game on his back. He can't put the team on his back. I no, I just don't see it. Do you think they lock? Do you think they lock uh, uh, Peters on on Cooper in this one? Because Cooper's Cooper's been a monster since since the game. <sighs> well, yeah, he's, he, he to, quieted I, yeah. down a little bit, but. I mean, a good game against the but the Rams have Seahawks. not been good against the run either. As good as as good as Aaron Donald is, that's what I'm saying. The Cowboys have their formula. It's, yeah. You know what they're going to do, but if yep. that's the thing, but they're very good at it. So if they can do those things, they're gonna the game's gonna be close, you know, and they're gonna be in it. I also think there's gonna be a lot of Dallas fans in L.A. Oh, I'm sure there. I'm sure there's gonna be a ton. Like so, the home field. I mean, the L.A. home field advantage. We've kind of touched on this. I mean, with the, well, the, with Rams, the Chargers, specifically. the Chargers, it's none. The Rams, yeah, the Rams might have, do a slight, have some fans. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I'm. I don't know. I think the Cowboys cover. But yeah, I like the Rams to win. So we'll see the the Rams and the uh, Rams and the Saints in, the, in a rematch in the dome for the for the NFC, and then the uh, Chargers and the Chiefs in the. And uh, or no, I like the Colts. Chargers Colts. Like Colts yeah. Oh, so that would be. The Colts at Saint, at Los Angeles for that oh, that's <laughs> for right. that championship game. Oh, that would be yeah, amazing. I, I think it's going to be Chiefs Chargers. Yeah, I think the Colts go in there and win. I, I got I got a feeling about it. So, oh my god, I just realized 
as fun as everybody wants that Rams Saints game, Dallas Saints is probably a better game. The way their defense line, the way their defense handled. Oh, that'd be them. a great rematch. <laughs> I know the, the teams that are remaining. These are these are all going to be. I, I'm excited about all these games as long as the Patriots get knocked out because that'll yeah. be. I don't. Of I'm course. Tired of yeah, but like Patriots. that's what I was saying. Like the, these were the teams pretty much all year, and so these are the bouts that everybody wanted to see. I think, and so that's why I think this is the best. This will be the best weekend. Agreed. Chargers Agreed. win the Super Bowl. I hope so. I, that's actually who I'm rooting for out of everybody. I'm rooting left. for them too, man. A hundred percent. I'm rooting for them. It's it's such a shame that Phil Rivers is like that. No one's all to this. And it's nice to see Jet Jet fans and Dolphin fans coming together to root for the Super Chargers in the playoffs. For neither of their own teams, because they are not to nowhere to be found. No, a little Breeze Rivers. Uh, Breeze Super Rivers Bowl. in the Super Bowl would be awesome. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. That would be that would be cool to see. I mean, all the years later, like to see them against each other in a Super Bowl. Love it would be awesome. So I think that's the best story. Even though the two Los Angeles teams in the Super Bowl would be kind of cool too. Ah, not for me. I mean, it's interesting, I guess. Who but cares? No, I much Breeze Breeze Rivers is much more is much better, much better television. Or <clears throat> you got Big D Nick versus the nine child, the nine, the father of nine. <laughs> oh Rivers. yeah, oh yeah, father of nine. That'd be I, great. I think it's just eight. I think I, I think I exaggerated. I think he just has eight kids. Yeah, I think uh, I think Big D Saint Nick. Uh, goes home this weekend unfortunately yeah i, mean, I think so. maybe makes his way down to miami in the offseason as a uh as a as a stopgap for a mentor for drew Locke. yeah that'd be okay i'd be okay with that i wouldn't i wouldn't say no to it the way the way the guy play the way the guy plays in big games no no i know you wanted him on week I 17 did. we were talking I about see. it so all right. Well, that's going to be it for tonight. We've gone we've gone way over than we normally do, but that's that's awesome. I'm I'm glad to do that. And Mike, thanks for joining. As always, a pleasure, my friend. Um, no, thank you for having me. You guys are titillating minds. I enjoy it. <laughs> I hope we hope you can get to eight and eight, not just seven and nine. Here's <laughs> hoping. You never uh, listen. Didn't I say you never know? That's the mantra. The, <laughs> you never know. That's it. I'm putting it on a billboard. Sorry. I'm putting it on a billboard. <laughs> you never know. That's that's Jets 2019. You never know. We'll see. We shall see. All right, my friend. Uh, we'll be in touch. And uh, best of luck. Well, actually, no. No. I, no we, bad luck. Yeah. <laughs> Thank right. you, gentlemen. All right, brother. All right. See ya. Bye. All right, so uh, that's going to conclude our our podcast for the evening and kind of our our season in uh, our season wrap. Um, we'll be back. Well, I, I think we'll. I want to keep doing these. Rob, do you want to keep doing these? Oh, we will certainly. Might we will, might not be. Well, we could go weekly during I, the. Uh, I want to go weekly through the playoffs. through the playoffs, but yeah. uh, and we'll definitely have some during the off season. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, I know we went a little bit over. Uh, hopefully, you guys stuck around. Uh, you know, Mike's far more intelligent than we are, so. Maybe it was a little more captivating to listen to, but um, we will uh, we'll see you next week after the uh, the divisional games. So long, Gase. Peace out, player. Hello, you are listening to Simone de Rochefort, one of the hosts of the Polygon Show. It's a show all about the video games that you'll never have time to play. Brought to you by four friends who are just as passionate about food, soft drinks, and TV shows as we are about video games. Every Friday, we bring you a new hour of personal stories. Like how we found the best way to play Yakuza 0. Or even what happens when you play so much Zelda that you hurt your hands and can't play games anymore. Above all, we just have a really good time talking about the games that we love. 
check out the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher. You can also find us at Polygon Show on Twitter and send a tweet to say hi. Thanks for listening.